everybody. Welcome to Conversations with John and Lisa. Lisa, this is our 199th show. Can you believe it? You know, I'm just thinking how far we've come since the beginning. It was so awkward and it, it still is a little interesting. Uh, I was being hosted this weekend and the lady said, I need you guys to talk about this on your podcast. I said, we don't know anything about that. But um, anyway, I love fun. that people are listening and to And we'll it. talk more about it on the next one because that'll be the big one, 200. But Two, today 200. I am so excited about what we're going to talk about. But the first thing I want to do is just remind everybody, please rate, review, and subscribe to Conversations. Now, this is really beneficial because what it does is it helps get this program out to more people. And if you're being benefited, you're help, being helped by what God has helped us to share with you, then please, please help us get this message out. And then we might just read one of your reviews might. on the show, which we're going to do or, right now. Or just any kind of comments. Or, yep. or if you say there's a topic we want you to talk about. Yeah, that's true. And if we know about it, we'll um, talk about but it. But this one is from Corey MP 2020 Whoa. So I don't even know what Corey Military MP police? I love that. Maybe. All right. I have followed your ministry for many years and love your conversations. I love your authenticity and transparency in your Christian journey. Your teachings, guided by the Holy Spirit, have so influenced my walk. Thank God for that. Thank you for your obedience to the Lord, and may you continually be blessed. MP, thank you so very much for saying that. So, yeah. Lisa. Today, we're talking about something we actually, listen, I was surprised to find we have not talked about this topic since 2016. 2016. Yes. We're going to be talking about fasting and we know that this is a time people might be like, wait, it's not January. I don't need to lose my Christmas food, baby. No, we are not <laughs> talking about losing weight. We are talking about going into the Lent season. Right. And you and I were talking before we started uh, to to record that you and I both were raised where there was a, a Lent season. We would go to Ash Wednesday yep. and, and get then, ashes on our forehead. Yes. And then what did you give up? What did you uh, give up for Lent? We, had, we couldn't eat, we couldn't eat meat on Fridays. So we, okay, it was, was always, normal for it was us. always tuna casserole or it was mac and cheese or a pizza. That was every Friday night. Okay. Lent. So during Lent, I, I feel like I got, had a rough time. We were not allowed to watch certain television or I was not allowed to have any candy during Lent. So you, you had to give up something that you really cared about. Yeah. Like David. Well, we did why too, would I, come to think about Why it. would I give God something that cost me nothing? That's true. Yeah. So so anyway, it was intense. But it that's was, not what we're going to talk about today. That's not what we're talking about. But we are talking about people that say, you know what, Lisa? I want to actually come closer to God. And one of the ways I personally have found to become closer to God is fasting. Yes. And I know that you have some scriptures, but I want to talk about why fasting is important because a lot of people think a fast is just an extreme diet. But the truth is a diet can change the way you look, but a fast can change the way you see. And so it's about perspective and it isn't about denying yourself as much as it is about indulging God, if like, I, I know John always says, if you don't take time to pray and seek God and worship God during a fast, it's just a hunger strike. You don't want to just be hungry because then you're just angry. So I love this idea of Esther, Esther, this, this 
girl with a hidden identity, this girl who was Jewish, this girl that was in a palace had yet had not been called for. She knew that she had a task in front of her that was bigger than what she could handle on her own. So she asked the people outside the palace and the people inside her handmaidens to fast with her. Now, this is what I love about Esther, John. It says that while she was fasting, she was planning And she was preparing a banquet for the king. I know in the past when I've told my family, hey guys, I'm going to fast. I fix food that I don't want to eat for my family. That way I'm removing (laughs) temptation. Never would I dream of making a banquet for anybody when I was fasting. But I believe that was the spiritual principle that when we fast, we're actually spreading a table for the King of Kings. And you know, God talks about that in Isaiah 58, Lisa. He said, this fast that you guys do, it doesn't please me at all because you're making everybody around you suffer while you're fasting. And I think the thing that I well, go- And he also says, while you're fasting, you're accusing each other. Yep, you're you're cheating your wage earners. Yep. You're you're not visiting your relatives who are in need. And so I, I, I always- when it's the start of a fast, go back to what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7 on the Sermon on the Mount. He said, when you fast, don't don't put on the face to everybody like, you know, neglecting... Uh, making it obvious making that you're it fasting. Obvious, neglecting your personal hygiene and going out and looking like, oh my gosh, I'm on a fast. Wait, you got the can, look on your before face. Before you go even further, you said when you fast. Yeah. You didn't say if you fast. Yeah, when you so fast. So wait, when you fast means that actually fasting should be normal for the Christian. Yes. I just want to highlight that. No, that's a very good point. But he but but he makes a statement that I I wish was more emphasized when people fast. He said, fast to your father who is in secret, mm-hmm. and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So there is an open reward. That means he's mm-hmm. going to do it before everybody. So he's Jesus is saying, don't make let everybody that sees you think you're fasting. Don't let them know you're fasting and let your father reward you in front of all of them. That's pretty amazing when you think about it. And if you look at Isaiah 58, that carries many of the rewards of the faster. And the one that I love the most is the Lord will guide you continually and he'll satisfy your soul in a drought. Now, there's a lot there. First of all, 2020, 2021, there is 2022, the beginning of it, there's been a lot of souls that have been in drought because of the hardship that we've gone through with COVID. Right. And God says that if you'll fast, I'll restore your soul. I will bring what? Life back to your soul, which is your emotions, your, your health. So you can believe God, one of your open rewards is the restoration of joy, the restoration of peace. Maybe you've lost it because of the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches. But then he says, I will continually guide you. Now that to me is that my number one reason usually for going into a fast. So I want uh, tell me, uh, is there a time that you're, you can say, I can think of this one particular time where I fasted and I saw a breakthrough? I can tell you of a lot, but I'm going to tell you the first one that I did. I was a college student. And all my fraternity brothers were going home for Thanksgiving, which is one of our biggest holidays in the United States. And I remember calling my mom and saying, Mom, I'm not coming home for Thanksgiving. She was like, what? And I, I just, I that's didn't. That's exactly what I would say. Uh, I'd say, yes, you are. That's, I didn't have the heart to tell her what I was doing. But um, I decided I had an empty fraternity house. 80 guys had gone home for Thanksgiving. I'm going to fast and see God 
to see what my next step in life was. I'm about to graduate from college. Am I supposed to go to Bible school? Am I supposed to work as an engineer? What am I supposed to do? And I remember, you know, all by myself in that, in that time, in that fraternity, God started showing me scriptures that I still, 40 years later, Lisa, hold on to today that he gave me in that fast. And I remember this. There was a professor on the, on the Purdue staff who used to disciple me. And he called me on that Sunday night. He said, well, he said, do you know what you're going to do? Do you know where you're going? And I said, yes, but I have no idea to tell you. And he was like, what? I said, I know that I know. You know God had answered, but I you knew, didn't know the but answer. But I don't know the answer yet. And, wow. and, it, and I said, it sounds weird. And he says, no, it doesn't. I get it. And okay. he was a spiritual man. He's and precious. sure enough, three months later, I knew exactly where I was supposed to go. And that is the city that you and I began our life in. That is the city I began in ministry. And all no, that wait, happened what, from okay. a fast. Not to make this about me, but wasn't there a fast or sometime when you actually saw me? Yeah. Was that then? No. Darn it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what Lisa's referring to, when I was a freshman at Purdue University, she was working. Well, you weren't even saved when you were I wasn't freshman. even saved. And I wasn't even saved. No, no. You said you saw me with short hair. Oh, that. Yes. Okay. I thought you were talking about when I very first saw no. you. Okay. So yeah, uh, it was, it was, I think from that fast that I had a glimpse of what I want to feel like I was part of that. I'm trying to remember. No, you weren't. No. Okay. I I, I gotta be perfectly honest. But anyway, now, now we're leaving everybody wondering. So what happened was I was just saved for about a year. I always dated blonde haired girls and I woke up one morning and I saw a serious brunette and I saw her profile and her hair was shoulder length. Nope, it was short. It was short, short. right about here. Short. Right, right, short. Neck, neck length. Short, get it right. And I thought, and I knew, I said, that's my wife. And I got up and I told my roommate, I said, I saw my wife. I saw my wife. So Lisa and I started dating. I led her to the Lord in our I first day. I had hair day. down to here. Yep, she had hair down, way down. And I fell in love. I said, this is my wife. God showed me it was my wife. And then she went back to school in Arizona. I was in Dallas. She flew back out to Dallas. Cut my hair up to here. And she had cut her hair up to there. And when she got off the plane, I said, would you turn to the side? And when I, she did, kind I went, weird. oh my goodness, that is the girl I saw when I woke up three years ago. Yep, I'd gone, I'd gone it short. It was amazing. Yep. Okay, and you know, and I had I had a moment fasting. And again, I want to say to people, some people are like, but I can't fast food. I have health challenges, or I'm nursing a baby, or I'm pregnant. And I know there's people that would disagree with me on this, but I actually believe that you can fast anything that you lay before the Lord. So we as a family... I'm going to go well, on record. I agree with you. Okay. I don't disagree. So there's been times where go ahead and fast food and then watch a bunch of nonsense on TV. It's going to do you no good. So there would be times where we would be like, we're not watching any television. We tell our boys we're, we're fasting yep. all television. I have friends that fast social media regularly, which is a great choice as well. But Lisa, I, it, one of the most effective fasts I have ever been on in my life was when I fasted the entire month of January television. And this is a guy who really enjoys the NFL playoffs. And I knew when I made that fast, I'm not going to watch the NFL playoffs this year. But you know what? That was one of the most effective fasts. And I got some of the greatest answers and and moves of God in our family life and ministry that I've ever experienced. And I didn't fast food at all. I think maybe I did a couple days, but it was a total television fast. And I grew so much in that 30 days. Yeah. And I want to talk about a moment where I actually, as a mom, I was very concerned about one of our, our uh, sons and there was a season of transition. And I remember God telling me 
to do something for 40 days. And it wasn't a food thing. It was a 40 day thing. And at the end of the 40 days, a prophet called us and oh, yeah. asked us a question specifically about the son I had been praying about. And we had never met that prophet. Never met before. the person. He called a friend. He's a very precious man, very private man. Very respected yeah, very man. Very respected. Called us and said, I have a word for Lisa for her son. And it was right at the end of a 40 day fast. So I want you to know that. You can look at Lent as a drudgery. You could just say, I'm skipping it. But I think it's an opportunity to sharpen some of your spiritual edges because that is something our family found. Whenever you remove something that is always in your life, something maybe you go to, like, for example, maybe food is an issue. Maybe every time you're sad, you go to the refrigerator. Maybe every time you're lonely, you go to the refrigerator. Maybe every time you're uh, depressed or happy, you go to the refrigerator. Well, you're going to the refrigerator too much then. So if you actually back it off and then actually go to God with those things. God, I'm so thankful for what you've done. Oh God, my soul feels so heavy. I'm going to start to sing. If you begin to shift from that source to the source, then it actually, that fast begins to recalibrate and redirect your life. I know for us as a family, when we've gone on a television fast with our boys, it was interesting when we came back in to watching television, all of a sudden we recognized that we'd gotten dull. Do you remember? We we're like, wow, that... That's mm -hmm. grieving me right now. Yeah. I might have laughed about that, you know, 60 days ago, but now ugh, I, I feel troubled. You can lose some of your spiritual edge because we live in a day and a time where we're going to need discernment. Our minds need to be renewed and your mind is not going to be renewed right. if you are feeding it a constant diet yes. of couldn't agree junk, more. Junk. So let's let's talk about fasting. Why are we fasting? So a fast is, as Lisa said, not a diet. It's not a hunger strike to, to get God to move. So please eliminate that. I'm going to fast so God will answer this prayer. You now are entering into a fast with a complete wrong mental attitude. A fasting, all it does is causes the senses of your body to be denied, the senses of your physical being to be denied, so that it opens up the sensitivity of your spirit. Yeah. Okay, Jesus said the spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. And so prayer and fasting, and the two are oh, should always be put together. This is why I will not fast unless I can pull aside, because I don't want to work, I don't want to be out there doing life, and I'm so busy doing life that I can't have time. And then he's just grumpy. I'm just grumpy. Yeah. I want to be able to draw near to God. So I usually pull aside, whether it's at my home or some other place, and I will say, okay, now I'm going to spend the day with God. I'm going to read. I'm going to listen. I'm going to sing. I'm going to pray in the spirit a lot. So going to read your Bible. That opens you up to being more sensitive. God is always ready to speak. We are dull sometimes. Our senses are dull of hearing. What dulls our senses? The world. We are being so inundated with information through social media, through the mainstream media, through all the different channels we have today. The people's attention spans are going down lower and lower and lower and lower. But what I've noticed is when God's really done something significant in my life, it's not something he does in basically 60 seconds. 
It's something that he does over a course of a couple of days of constantly listening, 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 writing, journaling, putting, reading. And then all of a sudden I come out of it and I see a big picture. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's kind of like saying, okay, we're going to show you a movie in 60 seconds. No, you're not going to see a movie in 60 seconds. You need to see a movie that's probably going to be an hour and a half to two and a half hours long to really convey a story. Well, God needs that kind of time with you to where you've pulled aside where he can really unravel some things. You know, the so. very first time I fasted was actually when I got completely free from an eating disorder. I remember, Th this is remarkable. I remember, I uh, we had, we were engaged. I got a wedding gown and I actually bought it kind of big, hoping I would lose some weight and be able to fit into it. But I was so depressed. I was so anxious. John was in D Dallas. I was in Indiana. And we were away from each other. And there was all this demonic activity going on. And what did I do? I went to the refrigerator over and over and over and over again. And I completely outgrew my wedding gown. And I remember I came home. I was furious. I was like, God, I've become a Christian. And now I'm fat. And... Like he was force feeding me to eat. Anyway, I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. I imagined how upset my dad was going to be, that I wasn't going to be able to fit into this wedding gown he had purchased from me. And that was when God said to me, food is an idol to you. And I thought, idol? I thought about my child Bible with like burning incense and cows. I'm like, what? And he said, it's what you give your strength to and what you draw your strength from. So good. He said, I, I, I don't want you to diet. I want you to fast. He said, no more weighing yourself, no more measuring yourself by a scale. He said, I want you to get into my presence. And he said, I'm the one that made you. Not shape, not glamour, not vogue, not some weight chart. I'm the one that fashioned you. And I remember, John, in that moment, he gave me a weight and I wrote it down and I put it in my Bible and I said, all right, God, I'm just going to surrender this. And I need you, Heavenly Father, to teach me how to eat until I'm satisfied. So I went on a three-day juice fast way before this was cool to do. It was back in 1981. And I drank distilled water and undiluted uh I mean, raw apple juice or something. And I did that for three days. It got rid of all my cravings. And then I ate until I was satisfied, not until I was in pain. And during that time, I didn't run. I didn't exercise. I walked. I walked with God. I listened to worship music on my Walkman. There was a Walkman back then with the cassette tapes. And all I know is That's... that that was a battle. Eating disorders was a spiritual battle that my grandmother fought. My grandmother was addicted to all sorts of laxatives and diuretics. My mom fought, same thing. But when I fasted, that battle got won in my life. And this is what fasting does. It breaks it broke a bondages. Yeah. And that's what God and, says and that in was Isaiah 58. It's not about a number on the scale. It's about freedom in your life. Yeah. And so uh, it's not about how much I weigh or how much I don't weigh. It's about a freedom and the right relationship with food. And I don't know what area that God might be saying, we need to recalibrate some stuff, but I would ask you to pray and ask the Holy Spirit, 
What is out of balance in my life? Is it the television? Is it social media? Is it sugar? You know, and a lot of people are like, well, that should be just how they ate. Well, you know what? You are not the Holy Spirit. Let them talk to the Holy Spirit. And whatever the Holy Spirit is telling them to lay aside, let's just use this Lenten season. Let's remember that Jesus came, that we could walk in freedom. So let's cooperate And and let me give you some practical advice. It's very important. If you do go on a food fast, make sure that you slow down your eating going into the fast and gradually ramp up coming out. In other words, don't go gorge yourself after a three-day fast. You have to start eating something very easy to digest and very light and work back into it. I'll never forget a friend of mine went on a three-day fast and he broke the fast with one-fourth of a slice of cake and he was miserable the next 24 hours. So that's not what you do. Now, this is, we could talk about this and talk about this, Lisa, but we just want to say to everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. Please remember again to rate, review, and subscribe. And when you do this, it's going to help get the message out. And if you haven't already done it, don't forget to download Messenger X. That is our app that is absolutely no charge. Uh, literally now, we it's only a year old. We have over 400,000 people from 15,000 cities in the world because there's 116 languages. We have tons of courses. We have eight uh, audio books. We have everything on this app. You just go to the App Store, type in Messenger X. This is what's really cool. Lisa has a course on there called Fast Forward. So if you want to go a little deeper, it's then a free go, ebook. Yeah, just go to the ebook called Fast Forward on the app. So again, type Messenger X, no space between the R and the X on the App Store or Google Play if you have an Android or if you have a computer, messengerx.com. So and, until. And, and wait, and John, they could yeah. grab two friends yeah. during this Lent season and say, how about we do let's this? Let's do together? it together. That you can host and, and, your own group yeah. and let's say, let's do a fast forward group. It's really simple because yeah. when you push that course or, or that, that uh, reading book, the fast forward book, it will say you want to do it privately or with friends, and then you hit friends, and your contacts come up. So you can get your besties on there, and you guys can go through it together. Do you want to go on there with me? I'd love to do something oh, wow. with you, baby. So anyway, until next time, until the big 200th yeah. program, this has been John and Lisa, and we, <laughs> yes, it's called Conversations. After 199 times, you think I would know that by now. Conversations with John and Lisa. Thanks for listening to Conversations with John and Lisa. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, be sure to check out our other shows in the Messenger Podcast Network, including The Godmother with Lisa Bevere and Let's Talk About It with Sons and Daughters. You can also connect with John and Lisa through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget, you can download the Messenger X app today in the App Store. Until next time.